Rani Vamos Kuf Yud Gimel Amabez 113b. Excuse me, as we continue on the Gemara's analysis of the Mishnah. The Mishnah described the case. This is the opening Mishnah of this chapter. It described the case where two people get married and they're both uh, healthy and, and, and fine. It's a biblical marriage. But during the marriage, something takes place. And so the Mishnah said, if she, if the wife, becomes uh, deaf-mute, it's still a biblical marriage, and they could still get divorced. The reason why they could get divorced is because since a, a divorce works against her will, uh, she get divorced against her will, so then you don't need her knowledge, you don't need her awareness, until even though she becomes a deaf-mute, you could still divorce her. However, if she becomes a shota, if she becomes somebody who is not in touch with reality, you are not allowed to divorce her which is going to be the topic of our Gemara. Why is it that you're not allowed to divorce her? But just to finish off in the, in the Mishnah, in, in reviewing the Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah said that if he becomes a Shota, or if he becomes a Cherish, if he be, becomes somebody who's not in touch with reality, or if he becomes somebody who is deaf-mute, so then for sure you cannot give a get, you cannot, uh, you cannot get divorced, because a divorce has to come from his intent, has to come from the husband, and so since he doesn't have sufficient knowledge, according to Allah, he cannot divorce uh, his wife. Uh, but when she is a deaf-mute, so then she could get divorced. When she is a shota, when she's not in touch with reality, she's not allowed, uh, you're not allowed to divorce her. And the question is why? So the Gemara explains, Really, on a biblical level, she could get divorced. You could divorce a shota because just like it works against her will, so the fact that she became a shota in the middle of the marriage, and uh, she became somebody who's who's not in touch with reality, uh, so then it doesn't make a difference. Uh, you could divorce her against her will. You don't need her knowledge. So why did we say that you can't divorce her? The reason why you cannot divorce her is because since she is a shota. So then we want to make sure, we're concerned that if you divorce her, so then she's going to be left all alone, and she's going to be taken advantage of, and she'll be abused, or um, she will, uh, you know, be sexually with uh, with many other people, um, and we're, we're, we're concerned for that. So as a result of that, we'll say that you have to stay married, even though we say that the, initially, if she was a shota all along, you're not allowed to marry her. There, there is no concept of a marriage. It doesn't work on a biblical level. It doesn't work on a rabbinic level. They did not institute a rabbinic marriage with a shota because it's it's uh, it's not going to lead to a successful marriage. Uh, we'll only create a rabbinic institution of a marriage if it if we have uh, if we're uh, if we're fairly confident that uh, they could it's, it's a good fit. But if one of the spouses is a shota, we say it's not recognized as a rabbinic marriage. It's not a good fit. Uh, but that's only in a case where. Initially, you're getting married, but if you were married and both of you were uh, were healthy, uh, if both uh, spouses were healthy, and then one of them, if she becomes a shota during the marriage, then we say you have to stay married so that uh, she isn't left alone. In that case, we'll, we'll create uh, this rabbinic decree saying that you're not allowed to divorce her. So the Gemara wants to know, Hechi Dami, what exactly is the case? What level of a shota is she? If she knows how to, what the Gemara refers to as Lishmor Gita, she knows how to hold on to her get. She understands that she's able to hold on to her divorce document and she understands the concept of being divorced. And she's also able, able to protect herself. So then, why would they 
create a rabbinic decree saying you can't get divorced, she's able to protect herself. So Ella Dino Del Sushmore Logit of Law Atzma Devartor Shotam is Kareshes. Um Shotamiskareshes, and if she's somebody who is not able to understand the concept of a divorce, and she doesn't understand that she received her her divorce document and that they're not living with each other anymore, that they're divorced, that she shouldn't go back to the same home, if she doesn't understand that concept, and also she uh, she doesn't uh, understand how she could um, how she she doesn't have the ability to protect herself. She's a shota to, to 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 that degree. So then, on a biblical level, you cannot get divorced, even though it's true that you could divorce uh, your a person could divorce his wife against her will. But it only works if she understands the concept of divorce. If she understands the concept that you know what she's not returning back to him. They're not they're not living in the same home. But if a person doesn't if she doesn't understand that, so then. There is no ability to divorce. That's what the verse says. This is a, this is expounded upon from the verse. It says that you get divorced, you give it to her in her hand. She has the ability to to, to understand that she's getting divorced, and uh, at least the concept. She has to understand the concept that she's getting divorced, and that she cannot go back to his house. Vishal chami beso. He she leaves his house. She leaves his house. She doesn't go back to his house. But if such a person doesn't understand this, they they're, they're just uh, totally not in touch with what's going on. So then, even on a biblical level, you don't need a rabbinic decree. Even on a biblical level, it won't work. Even though you could divorce her against her will, but there's a difference between divorcing a woman against her will and without her knowledge, then uh, divorcing her where she doesn't even understand the concept of being divorced, the, understand the concept of having to leave. She doesn't understand that she has to leave. So on a biblical level, that won't work. So the Gemara says, the reason why we need a rabbinic decree is for the following scenario. The situation in which they created this rabbinic decree is a situation where she understands she has the ability to understand the concept of getting divorced and that she's leaving her uh, her her husband's house that she understands but she she doesn't have the ability to protect herself she doesn't have the ability to protect herself so in that scenario uh, the rabbi is instituted and they said you know what you have to stay married to her to protect her to protect her you have to stay married to her so that uh, so that they protect this woman Amr Abaye Abaye now says. Dekanami, I can even prove to you that this is what's going on in the Mishnah. He says, I can prove this to you. I can prove to you that this is only a rabbinic decree. Because when the when the Mishnah says that he is a Shota, that he can't divorce his wife when he turned into a Shota during the marriage, that he became somebody who's not in touch with reality, there it says, you can never divorce her. It's, it adds a word, olamis, never ever the divorce her because that is on a biblical level because if he's a shota, no chance for divorce because it has to be initiated by him. From a halachic perspective, he doesn't have sufficient uh, knowledge and sufficient awareness. So the divorce doesn't take place. Not at all. On a biblical level, it doesn't take place. When it comes to her, when during the marriage, something happens to her and she becomes a shota, it doesn't add the word olamis forever. And it's there to signify that it's only on a rabbinic level. That this whole, that this whole concept is only on a rabbinic level. That they institute on a rabbinic level. That for somebody who understands the concept of divorce but isn't able to protect herself, she she's not, uh, she she she's a shota. She's not in touch with reality, and 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 people could take advantage of her. So then, on a rabbinic level, we say that they have to stay married. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri in the Mishnah after they mention this idea that there's a difference between 
let's say, just going back to the Mishnah, if he becomes uh, a cheresh, let's say, if the husband becomes a deaf mute during the marriage, we say that she can't get divorced. However, if she becomes a deaf mute during the marriage, the biblical marriage, they got married, both of them were were, were healthy. Uh, during the marriage, she becomes a deaf mute, so then uh, she uh, could get divorced because it, it, it works uh, against her will, so you don't need her knowledge. So it works uh, in a case of a deaf mute. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri asked, what's the difference between uh, the man and the woman? What's the difference between the husband and the wife? So the Gemara is trying to understand what, what was Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri thinking? Uh, did he not know? What was his question? What, what was he assuming? Um, before they responded back by saying there is a difference between the husband and the wife, the husband is the one who um, is the one who has the ability to give the divorce document to, to uh, go through the process. You need his intent, and you don't need her intent. She just receives the get. She receives the divorce document, but it could work against her will. So, what was the person asking the question, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri? What was he thinking? What, what was his initial thought process? He obviously thought that maybe there isn't a difference between the husband and wife. But what exactly was he thinking? So, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, ish is it that he knew for sure that the husband uh, has to? You need his he need his knowledge and awareness because he's involved in the process. He just wasn't sure if the wife is also involved in the process, and that maybe she also it wouldn't work if she becomes a deaf mute. Or maybe this is what, this is what he was asking that he understood that if she becomes a deaf mute, it works because uh, you don't need her knowledge. But maybe But maybe he also thought that for the divorce to happen, you could also have scenarios where he is unaware. Uh, or uh, you don't know if he's if if, it's, if he has proper intention, and it will still work. Maybe for the husband also, if he's a if he's a cherish, if he's a deaf mute, maybe it would also work. Uh, so was his question on the wife? Was the question on the husband? We know the answer is that the husband you need his you need his knowledge. For the wife you don't. But what was Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, the one asking the question? What was he thinking? Did he think that it's um? Was, did he think that uh, it was obvious that the husband couldn't? Uh, you need his knowledge, and he was asking maybe the wife. You also need need her knowledge, or was he saying that I understand that the wife works against her will, but maybe for the husband also you don't need his uh, his his knowledge uh, and intent for it. So the Gemara answers. The Gemara was going to present one proof, and then they're going to present a different proof in the opposite direction, and then they give its final answer. Tashma the response you can see from the response when they answer the question what do they answer their opening line is no the man is different than the woman that implies that the whole question was on the man the main the main focus in the answer was on the man was on the husband so it must be that they understood within Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri that he was asking about the husband and so, according to this understanding, because their response was, no, the husband's different, that means he was asking about the husband, meaning he knew all along that the wife could get divorced against her will, and you don't need her knowledge. But he thought, maybe the husband also, you don't need his knowledge. And they're answering, no, the husband you do, and he was asking about the husband. The Gemara then says, well, wait a minute. Um, the Gemara says, Adaraba, avzu Wait a minute. The next stage of the Gemara is where the Gemara brings a proof to this idea that you could divorce the wife when she is a Shota. That you could divorce the wife because the Gemara gives a, a, another situation where 
to biblical marriage because the father marries her off. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and it's a case where uh, the wife was was uh, the wife was a cherish. That was the case. She was a deaf mute, and the and the father married her off. And it works on, on a biblical level because the father is the one who married her off, even though she was a cherish, a deaf mute the whole time, and she could get divorced. So we see that story is only about her. It's only about the the, the wife. It's not about the husband. So the fact that that story is you bring a proof from that story. So then that seems to imply the opposite. It seems to imply the whole question is about the wife. And therefore they bring a proof in a story about the wife. So that's what it seems like. So what do you do? Is it about the husband or is it about the wife? So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Yochanan was saying, according to me, he says, my understanding is that um, that if the husband can't uh, can't uh, divorce because you need his knowledge, also you cannot divorce the wife. Not necessarily because it doesn't work against her will, maybe because since they don't have sufficient knowledge of what's taking place, about what the, what the, what's happening with the divorce, so just like the husband can't get divorced, he can't initiate the divorce, she also cannot uh, get divorced as a cherish, as somebody who is deaf-mute, she cannot uh, get divorced. That's my opinion, says Rabbi Yochan Benuri, that both of them cannot get divorced if they are deaf-mute. If either one is deaf-mute, they cannot get divorced. But I'm asking on you. You hold that there's a difference between the man and the woman. So I'm asking you, what's the difference? So they respond back, So they respond back by saying there's a big difference between the husband and the wife. The husband could initiate, um, uh, has to initiate, and therefore, you need his knowledge. By the Isha, by the wife, you don't need her knowledge. Um, and so they respond by saying there is a difference. Rabbi Yochan ben says, I don't think there's a difference. So they respond by saying, no, there is a difference. There is, in fact, a difference. Uh, but the but it does seem to be that the, the, the root of their argument is that Rabbi Yochan ben holds that the wife cannot get divorced. If she's a deaf mute, she cannot get divorced. And their response back is, no, the wife could get divorced if she's a deaf mute, which is why... The Mishnah then brings a proof from a story where the wife was a deaf mute and she was, and they, it, it was permissible, and you were able to divorce her, and uh, and it worked. And so, therefore, the whole back and forth between Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri and the other opinion in the Mishnah, uh, the Rabbanan, is what are they arguing about? In the end of the day, they're arguing about the wife. Everybody agrees that the husband cannot. Everybody agrees that the husband cannot uh, divorce. Rabbi Yochan ben was a, a, of the opinion that you also can't divorce the wife. If she's a deaf mute, it's not going to work. Um, but uh, the Rabbana respond back and say, no, it could work, just like you could divorce her against her will. So too, you could divorce her if she is a cherish, if she's a chereshes, if she's a deaf mute. And just to explain, the, we'll conclude with this, this idea of Rabbi Yochan ben says that even though uh, you could divorce against her will, this is how some of the commentators, and Tosus also, how he explains this, Rebilchem ben agrees that you could divorce a woman against her will, but if she's a chareshes, if she's a deaf mute, there's a separate problem. The problem is, is that when you try to attempt to divorce her, uh, so at that point in time when you divorce her, before people start telling her what's going on, because they have to communicate in some way through through some remiza, through some hints um, uh, that uh, what's going on, at that point in time, at the moment that, that she gets divorced, she doesn't know exactly what's going on, and she'll return back to her husband's home, as we pointed out before, that that doesn't work for divorce. In, in order to get divorced, even if it works against her will, she has to still know what's taking place. And so Rabbi Yochan ben says that for a chareshes, for a deaf mute, 
at the, that very moment that she's getting divorced, she doesn't know what's taking place, and so therefore it will not work. According to Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, the divorce will will not work if she is a deaf mute. Uh, again, the Rabbanan, the majority, they respond back by saying, no, it does work, just like it worked against her will. It also works uh, for a Chareshes. You could get divorced if she is a deaf mute. However, there's a big distinction between him and her. For the husband, he cannot divorce because you need his intent and awareness. Uh, for her, it will work against her will. Okay, this concludes uh, this part of, uh, of the Gemara's analysis of the Mishnah, and we will continue uh, in the next recording with the rest of the Gemara.